black yeah. and white. This is what bridges the gap. You sitting down with two brothers, right? Real brothers from the inner city, <laughs> government cheese and all that, right. right? We're dealing with the same shit. Yep. Society pins us against each other and they don't want us to figure out, hey bro, I'm the same so fucking similar. way. Yeah, seriously. Right, because if we do, we'll start doing more shit like this and we'll start banding together and then it's like, well shit, we can't trick those guys anymore. What's up, guys? This is Zach, and you have just stepped into the dark blue. Uh, today, I'm having a really awesome conversation with Lonnie from Crisis Connections and Derek from Darren, Darren Scent LLC. Dylan Scent, sorry, Dylan Scent LLC. And um, just we're going to have a really good conversation today about uh, just cultural differences with, uh, with for mental health and how it impacts the men in our communities. So... Um, but, uh, you know, so today we're here at Beverage Place Pub in West Seattle. Um, really solid place for a good beer. So if you guys haven't been out here, come check it out. Their, their list is incredible. Uh, they've got stuff you've probably never heard of unless you're a really avid beer drinker. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm drinking with uh, Derek here. Actually, we're both drinking this uh, double IPA. And uh, I cannot remember the company that makes it. Um, the list is so obscure, I, I can't even remember what it was, but I'll get the name for you here and put it in the description. And then uh, Lonnie is drinking a Hefeweizen, uh, German Hefeweizen. So um, yeah, really good stuff, easy drinkers. But thank you so much for joining me today, guys. Cheers. Oh, thank you. Ah, that is nice, that is a good oh, beer. Smooth. Yeah. Uh, so you're not a beer guy, usually, not right? A be not a beer guy, but this is actually an excellent beer. She gave me the Hefeweizen, and um, it's where I need to be. Yeah? Oh, is it, is it be. like refreshing and smooth? Or? Oh, it's so refreshing, yeah. With the little added um, lemon squeeze on there. So yeah, it's something I need. That's it. Okay. Very good. I can't get with you guys. You guys are <laughs> a little darker, a little heavier. You want to try it? No way. You sure? No. It's actually not as strong. It's smooth. It sneaks up on you. Yeah, that's why I like the double IPAs and, and like Imperial IPAs because yeah. they're a little bit smoother and not as like bitter and hoppy mm -hmm. usually. So, um, but yeah, so you're a big IPA guy though. Yeah, I like I love the hops. I love the, but everything I do, I love that in your face, just like mm. brashness. So that's why. That's just how you live life. Yeah. Right. Hey, that's how life <laughs> that's came how to me. Lives life. That's right. how it came to me. So, I mean, that's how I love it. You know, you have to understand what you love. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, we're sitting outside here, guys. So just so you know, if you hear a little bit of background noise, that's probably why uh, a little bit of road noise. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a beautiful day out here in Seattle, except maybe a little cold for some of us. Lonnie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do at Crisis Connections and all that? Again, my name is Lonnie Franklin. I'm the um, talent acquisition specialist at the Crisis Connections. Um, what I do is I recruit volunteers as well as clinicians, staff. Uh, everybody who works with the efforts of um, helping with the crises that we're dealing with um, in our Seattle King County area. Um, it's important. Um, we understand what crisis is doing to us. I mean, again, brings up the discussion that we're having with this um, great beer in front of us, but um, we just have to overcome it. So I, I'm helping with the efforts with crisis connections, trying to find some kind of solutions in order to cope with what we're dealing with. Nice. That's great, man. It's really exciting. It is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had a really great conversation with Lauren 
uh, Rigger over there and uh, just telling me about some of the things you guys do at Crisis Connections. And it's pretty amazing how many organizations there are around the country that are doing these things and trying to create uh, some kind of um, like conduit for people to figure things out. Right. Right. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Um, and then Derek, what do you do? What's, uh, what's your story? Uh, uh, right now, uh, like I said, we spoke about earlier, Dylan, Dylan Sin is my LLC. Uh, the meat and potatoes of that is transportation. Uh, but I also, we both, uh, did some work uh, for professional athletes and I still do that on the side. Um, and that's a, the majority of, of what I do and, and being a father, my son is almost three. So those three things keep me busy. Awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, I mean, running your own business in general is uh, pretty much a 24 hour thing. So literally. he knows that <laughs> literally, literally, I mean, I mean, you're always thinking about Hold on just a second. Sorry. No, you're fine. This is the time we'll take a break and have a sip of this great beer while the police take care of what they got to take care of. <laughs> Probably just getting through a light, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, right? Oh, man. So, uh, so yeah, that's awesome. Um, you've, you've interacted with some uh, professional athletes, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I still do. Yeah. say the least. Yeah, to say the least. What does, yeah. that, what does that mean? How, who, like, what level are we talking? Uh, I mean... We're talking, about, we're talking about <laughs> Hall of Fame. I was with Gary Payton two days ago. I mean, oh, nice. So, I mean, it's okay. It, uh, but yeah, it just consists of. I always say it's like being a, a per, uh, being an assistant on a basketball team as a coaching staff. My first gig, the coach. I said, what does an assistant do? He said, assist the head coach. So <laughs> that's basically what it is. It's just we have an open platform for an athlete that we've dealt with in the past to call us. And basically anything they need that is above, you know, board, that is open and honest, they know that they can trust us to do it and it'd be confidential. Oh, cool. That's so, great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I won't ask you too many more questions then. No, <laughs> you, no you, I mean, I, I'm only going to tell you what you <laughs> can get. You know, you, 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 you ain't getting yeah. no information yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. So ask away. Yeah, well, that's, I, that's, I, need that's, some, I need some names, addresses. Yeah, you, um, can't get that. you can't get that. You can't get that. But yeah, we are talking about the highest level of athletes you can – um, oh, definitely yeah. NBA, couple NFL. So yeah, oh, we, yeah. We, we 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 talk and deal with a lot of players. So again, this is this this conversation, like you said, is coming it's coming from the heart. It's coming from a place that we need to talk about, a place where we need to go uh, in our community. So I mean, this is something that we are happy to take part in. That's you know, awesome to you about this. Yeah. That's so good, you know. And like I, like I was telling you guys before we started, it's just it's one of those things that people outside of other cultures cannot understand fully how other cultures deal with mental health issues and things like that in the family and the community uh, without having these conversations, right. you know? And I mean, being a white dude from middle-class Texas, you mm -hmm. know, I, <laughs> um, I, it's really important for me to have these conversations because I want to understand and I want to be able to um, know the difference uh, and the similarities between mm -hmm. the cultural cultural um, aspects of how how we deal with our mental health stuff, yeah. right? Um, so I'm really appreciative of you guys being here today mm -hmm. and being willing to have this conversation. No worries. So, um, so can you guys give me maybe some uh, examples growing up of you know mental health thing? Uh, basically, I guess some mental health things that have impacted your lives growing up and brought you to this place where you're at now? 
Yeah, I'll go first. I mean, you got to think about early childhood. I mean, you get in classes and you, you might be an active kid that has a lot of energy. I mean, the first thing they want to do is put you on some kind of medicine, put you on some kind of Ritalin, put you on some kind of anything. Um, so you, you deal with that. And just our, our, our culture, and I'm not one to come here and sit here and say I speak for the black culture or black community, but I am going to talk on my behalf. But um, what I'll say is we, we have a lack of understanding because we were afraid to pose the question. We were afraid to put it in front of ourselves and ask what is going on? What, what are issues that we're dealing with and we're overcoming? So um, just growing up, you know, you would see families that had uh, relatives that were dealing with mental illnesses. Growing up as a kid, they would kind of isolate them, put them in the back room, kind of deal with them when they could, instead of addressing it, trying to figure out how they could overcome it, how they could solve or, 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 or help eradicate the situation that they're in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's all over the place. I mean, we, yeah. we deal with mental health every day. So it was a lot of just kind of stifling it and putting it in the background, pretending it wasn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, the, again, the black community, we're ones who will, will want to pray about it, want to figure out how we can fix it through prayer yeah. or, or through thinking that if we put it away, it, somehow it'll fix themselves. Like we talked about the, he's down on his luck. He's feeling, he might be depressed. But yeah, they say, oh, he's just going through something. But yeah, if we don't know what we're going through, how we solve what we're going through. Yeah, absolutely. So what what would you guys say is maybe kind of a leading factor into why it's kind of an avoidance aspect in to, for mental health? In our community or just in the whole? Oh, well, maybe both. I mean, in the black community, because I know, I mean, I think it, like in my family, it was, it was, similar but I think there just wasn't a lot of understanding of, of mental health when I was a kid growing up like I got diagnosed with ADD ADHD they only call it now I think right. uh, several years ago as an adult right, right, right. you know and when I told my mom she was just like oh my god that makes so much sense right, 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 right. <laughs> you know because right when I was growing up, we didn't think about that right. people didn't think about oh it's, there may be an actual thing happening but she here. thought about that I'm gonna tell you I believe that she thought about that because listen to what people say. What does she tell you? That makes sense. Yeah. So that is part of the reason why people don't talk about it because she thought something was wrong with you. Yeah. Right. But she's like, hey, you know what? If nothing's spewing out of your body or anything like that, and you just <laughs> keep coming home, yep. hey, my boy's fine. Right. Yeah. But that's why I tell I tell people it's just like with relationships. A lot of relationships fail, right? Because we don't communicate. Yeah. We don't. We don't say. True. We don't say. Hey, you know what? I really went through all this. We just give them a little bit of it that doesn't really help them, right? Yeah. So you're talking about mental health. Is it is it physical abuse? Is it mental abuse as a child? Is it sexual abuse? All that contributes to mental health. Yeah. And then drugs. You know, you might experience something, neglect or something as a little kid that contributes to your mental health, poor mental health, that just starts to deteriorate. Yeah. As you're young, you're running so fast through life you don't have a chance to really diagnose yourself or even care about it because you're moving so fast. But as you get older and you slow down and you're not around as many people, it starts to slowly creep back up in a major way. And you don't know what it is. Yeah. You're afraid to talk about it. You might be in a marriage now or a relationship that you don't want to, all these things yeah. stop people from talking about mental health. So, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, you said it earlier, Derek, I mean, no one wants to show that sign of weakness. Yeah. No one wants to show that sign of having something that they have to overcome because what we're taught, 
If you fall down, get up. You're strong. Wipe yeah. it off. Don't worry about it. So, again, if you have a mental condition, one, you try to pacify it for something else. Oh, no, I just got a headache. But you have headaches every day. Oh, I'm just going through this. You've been going through this since June. Right. It's December. Like there at must some be something point, more something here. more is going on. <laughs> right. At some point, again, if you're friends, like I've been friends with this young man next to me, Derek Elliott, for 30, probably 31, no, man, probably 32, 33 years. I've known this guy. So I've seen him. So basically oh, your whole no, life. No longer than that, 35, bro. <laughs> yeah, 35. So we'll say 35 years since we – and it's probably longer than that because we're probably like eight years old, eight that's or nine. What, well, yeah, wow. So I that's said awesome. 35. Yeah, so we'll think about that. I mean – seven, eight. When, you, when you've known a guy this long, you've seen him develop, you've seen him overcome things. Yeah. But, again, we know that I can talk to him about issues. Yeah. It's open. It's an open forum with us. I mean, we talk about everything because, again, you have to have a friend that's been there with you that, that doesn't judge you. There's not any preconceived notions. Oh, he's not. Oh, he's this. He's that. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a dickhead. Man. Everybody knows that. I'm hopefully I didn't mess up the, the vocab on here. I'm. I'm. You can I, say whatever the I, fuck you want, man. I know. It's okay. okay. So that that kind of thing. I'm. I'm an asshole in a certain way, but again, it's levels to it. This is the this is the person that understands me and understands what I'm going through, so I can bounce anything off of him. But we have to have those kind of outlets and yeah. friends that that understand you. But it can't be a friend that you just met two days ago. Because he's like, oh, well, no, you were cool yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. I, I, I've had several different ways that I can be. So mental health in our, in, our, in our community has always been brushed aside, has always been preyed upon, has always been lack of, lack of, um, Healthcare providers that actually understand where we come from, yeah. that, that that can understand the diagnosis that you're given. Have you treated a lot of black people to say, okay, this is what we're going through? But if your main if your main clientele or main um, uh, people on on your um, as a doctor that you deal with, if they're all Caucasian, it's hard for you to tell me what I'm going through because they don't have these. You can't you can't tell me what I'm going through if you haven't been through it. Yeah, and that's absolutely. the way that's the way it is, and we're just not as open to tell people our business. Yeah. What would you say leads to that? Like, is there a reason that, that it's more quiet, kind of hush-hush about those those things? It's a society, you have to understand, it goes back to the beginning of, of white and black interaction. You know, a lot of the doctors are, are, are white, right? And so then there's a lack of trust factor. If we go home and we tell our mom or our parent or grandparent or whatever, we're going to see, oh, don't trust those people. They just going to tell you that you're crazy. Yeah. You know, that that's just so... Now you're really afraid to talk about it because you don't want to f be deemed as weak. It's just, I keep telling you guys, it's just like being in a pack of wolves. You don't want to be, what happens to that weak wolf? They get ate. Gets eaten, yeah. Right, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> right. and so you Left don't want to come home and say, well, you know, hey man, you know, uh, I, I think I really have a chemical imbalance. You know, uh, uh, if I drink a lot, I can feel it. You know, I know me personally, yeah. I deal with that. I know if I drink a lot, if I drink for a day or two, at my age, there's a chemical imbalance so much that I feel it. Like I can't go out and be, uh, and it's not a hangover and it's not, it's, it's a deeper level to it. Kind of sets in a depression or something. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. And I can spiral into a depression for a long time, months. I've been there. Yeah. You know, uh, but you don't want to be deemed as weak. And then uh, people will say, well, you know, Derek over there, man, he, he got mental issues. So now you can't play sports. You can't do this. So you just keep it, – it's 
if you go through it, it's just like an athlete that that is a, a male athlete in today's society that's gay. Yeah. He'll play his whole career and not tell you he's gay until he's afterwards and he comes out because why? He does, he does not want to be, be looked upon right. and he can't make his money. He can't earn a living, right. et cetera, et cetera. So those, it doesn't matter if it's white or black community. Yeah. The same, There's an aspect of fear. The same invisible yeah. handcuffs are, are relevant in both, both races. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's very true i mean and you know that's that's one of the big things like like, like i was talking about i want to know the differences and similarities you know like even you know, masculinity in white in white culture is very much like don't show weakness right. same kind of thing you know you don't show weakness you don't uh, admit when you have problems you suck it up you deal with it you push it down and um you just hide it until you explode on somebody one day right. and go. do something stupid yeah you know yeah. it's gonna come out it's yes. no matter how it comes out i mean it can come out in a way where you try to figure out or it's gonna come out in a way where you have to figure it out right? i mean it's either well, they one. force you at that point <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like your hand is forced but like i said it's just we always and again speaking of the black community we always wanted to understand what was going on but yet we didn't want to ask the questions yeah we, we know we know that we know that he's a little touched in this way, but what's wrong? <laughs> touched. You know? and, and that's, that's the thing. And touched. that's the tea. Oh, yeah. He's a little touched. He's a little blessed. He's been, he got a little extra treatment somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, and, and Garrett picked it up before earlier and said, if you're not having a bone coming out of your body and they can see the, right. the, 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 the effect or the, or the disability that you're dealing with, then it's, it's deemed that, oh, you can get over that. Right. Yeah, you know? but it's not, then it's not real. It's not real. You can't control <laughs> the brain. The brain is already there. Sometimes it, it can get, it, stuff can get everywhere. Right. And sometimes you might only be using a, a portion of it and not able, able to access a certain part of it. Right. But again, we never know until we get diagnosed. And when does that happen? Yeah. A teacher? Does the teacher have to tell us in school to say, hey, he's not picking up in school. He's not picking up his schoolwork because if, if, as a kid, if you're playing with your cousins and your friends and everybody, you just got to keep up and they was all figure out how to keep up. And that's pretty much how it is. You know, yeah. we're not, we're not self-diagnosing ourselves and saying, maybe I should ask my kid these questions. If they don't say it, it's like that. If I don't tell, if I don't say anything, then nothing's wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's bad. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I struggle with this whole, you know, the kid that they, they're not living up to their potential, right. you know, they're lazy, they're this, right. they're that. What's the reason why right. what's going on? What's going on in their mind that thinks that, that, make them not really have the drive or the ambition to be successful in right. school or whatever it is. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, you're going to go to the, the bad kids class because right. you Affordable. are yeah. outside, outside <laughs> in the classroom and have gotta, seven kids, but three teachers. Got to walk through the rain right. to get to the lunchroom. That neglect only compounds it. You know, that, that neglect and that self-doubt and all that stuff only compounds the mental uh, health problem in the girl or the guy, yeah. you know, but, but it's, it's, it's a bigger deal, right? It, it's society is moving fast. If somebody passes away, you know, within two, three weeks, people have, you know, only the immediate family is still dealing with it. everyone else yeah. has to go to work. You have to pay your bills. Back to life. So that's why they throw you over there. And that's why it's important to have outlets where can i go and where can people make it cool that there is a mental health hey man just like all these apps dating apps hey man you know there's a place where you can go check in and talk about your mental health issues yeah that's going to help you get back to work yep where can we put those things in place and go talk to parents uh 
you know, so that their little kids aren't afraid to say, hey, man, yeah, you know, I deal with some mental yeah. health issues. You know what, man, I, you know, I've, I've been uh, uh, sexually abused and it's, it, it's, it's causing me trauma. You know, yeah. I've been, you know, neglecting, et cetera, et cetera. We have to make it, we have to make it glamorous as we do these sweet 16, pregnant at 16 shows. Right. Yeah, definitely. And again, like I said, one thing about you, Derek, I want to apply this, like, with your son, it's like you ask him questions. You're there with them all the time. You want to know what's going on with them. You know, some parents, when they parent, it's, if the kid is quiet, we're good. Yeah. If he's back there on the computer, we're good. If he's yeah. back there not making any noise, he's good. That's when you want to ask the fucking questions. <laughs> Why the fuck are you so quiet back here? I mean, kids nowadays, closed doors? My mother closed my door one time, my bedroom door in my life. My mom, no, she didn't play that shit. I want to know what's going on in there. Yeah. So it's like we, we open the door or I'm taking the door. The, the yeah. door will come out the hinges. So we have to find a way to open up the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. But again, it's a matter of where does it start? Yeah. Does it start with the parents or does it start with the kids? If parents don't talk to the kids and ask them questions about how do they feel? How do you feel about this situation? What was going through your mind when you were going through that? Yeah. When, you made, when you made that asinine decision to do whatever it is you did, what were you thinking? Yeah. Like, did you not think about the repercussions that were going to come by you making this decision? Right. So if you don't ask those questions and you just say, okay, well, we'll clean it up. We'll fix it. They're going to do it again. Oh, we'll clean it up. We'll fix it. So again, it's the same thing with mental. If you see an issue and I hate bringing it up, like you said, your mom, when she said that, that, um, what would you say? How you she said, she said, that makes, that makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Okay. So if, if it makes sense, like Derek said a, a little while ago, how come we didn't figure out, let's try to try to diagnose what made sense. What caused you to think that there might be something just a little off with me? Yeah. Right. That yeah. right there could have got you, not to say you're not far in your life now, yeah. but it could have put you in a position to understand your life where you wouldn't have had to possibly go through any kind of yeah. relationship issues because you were better understanding who you are. Yep, definitely. So, well, and that's, that's exactly it. Like, I don't sense. mean to cut you off. No, you know? no. Um, yeah, but I mean, it there were, you know, there was a lot of unrest between me and my mom growing up because, you know, I would say, she would ask me to do a chore and I would say, okay. And then I would legitimately just forget about it. Right. right. right? And then when I said, I'm sorry, I forgot. She'd be like, no, you didn't. Right. You know, right. like, how did you forget? It was 10 minutes forgot. ago. Right. And so, yeah. And then, you know, that caused, caused some arguments between us right. and, um, and she so, thought you were lying. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And and it's not on her. It's right. just on, you know, it's it's more on the whole, like, idea that mental health isn't important, that mental health isn't something that we should really pay attention to, you know? Right. It's not um, visible. Right? Yeah. A lot yeah. of times it's not visible. Right. So if it's not visible, a lot of people don't know how to treat it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the thing. And forgive me, like I said, learning to understand cultures and things like that but like if i if i ask a question that seems ignorant or whatever uh bear with me <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean it it makes me wonder is is that you know ignorance i mean ignorance in terms of ignoring the problem um and just hiding the problem is that what leads to higher crime rates in black communities uh in lower income black communities is that what leads to some of the, you know, um, like gang culture, things like that. Um, just as that can often be what leads to mass shootings that, <laughs> you know, are typically well, it, done by white guys. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> contributes to it, right? I mean, there, there's so many layers to it. Uh, yep. it, it, it contributes to it, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of things that go into it. The way society is structured is <laughs> not structured for uh, minorities, right? It's it just, and, and we have to be able to have those conversations. 
that is part of what, what it creates is part the, of it. Yeah, yeah, it's part of it. It's part of it because you're, you're, you're neglected. You're looking for love. You're, you're searching for an outlet. All that stuff is part of mental health, right? right? You have mental health issues, but how do you speak about something that nobody talks about? You don't see anybody in your community or my community talking about mental health. Yeah. No, that's why it was weird yeah. for me to be like mental health. Okay. <laughs> but I understand it because when I had a fiance, he knows down in Dallas, she gave me a book because she would see the dramatic change in me when I would drink and I would just hit a low. Yeah. But then when I'd be around my buddies, I would, you know, but then when I come home and he doesn't, I, I, he'd never heard it. Yeah. I would, I have a book at home. I wasn't going to bring it, but all that contributes to it. You know what I mean? Like you said, with your mom, I understand that because I was diagnosed with that. I took pills all the way up into college. Oh, People wow. didn't know that. Yeah. I threw them away, those little damn blue pills when we were growing up. Yep, the Ritalin. I threw, yeah, I, I threw that <laughs> crap away because I was like, I'm not taking this stuff. This is just no way. Yep. Right? But, uh, yeah, I understand. So when you said that, you really forgot. No, because your mind, your train of thought went right to something else. Yeah, or you, 10 other things. Yeah, yeah. You're, and, you're just, <laughs> it, and then that leads to anxiety, right? Yeah. Because yep. and you probably deal with that, and then I have to learn how to breathe. I was telling them, you know, that anxiety. Right there, yeah. So, yeah, so yep. – yeah, it, it, because I'll say this, just because we're here having a beer and we're relaxed doesn't mean we don't have bad thoughts, right? Right. And it, depending on how, how bad you are in a mental health deal and alcohol and drugs contribute to it. So you're talking about the black community and killing and stuff. If you're mentally not all there yeah. and I drink for three days, I could go shoot somebody. Yeah. I could go beat somebody with a bat, literally, because I'm in a sick place. Yeah. And it, it weakens even the, the already weak parts of right. our minds. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But I'm in a healthy environment. I'm going to work. I have a son to live for. And I'll say this and I'll, and I'll pass it with my son. If he makes a mistake, he looks at me already. It's, it's an instinct. And he thinks that I'm going to get upset at him. And I always say, hey, you're not in trouble. Literally. Yeah. Clockwork. You're not in trouble. I say, D, did you mean to uh, do that? No, daddy. I said, then you're fine. I said, you're only in trouble when you mean to make that when mistake. When you intentionally. Yeah, right. yeah. Intent if awesome. you, like, mistakes are part of life. And That's I, an amazing perspective. That's so good. Be, but, but I know that there's 72-year-old women that I know with childhood trauma that still cry when you talk about it. Think about that. 72 years. Yeah. Childhood trauma. So I know the importance of me keeping a clean slate for my son so he doesn't have relationship problems, all those things. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'll, I'll piggyback on it. You asked about the question, does it contribute? Yeah, it contributes to it. But one thing we want to understand is, like you said, if you don't have a, if you're not getting that attention, you're not getting that, uh, you're not getting that relationship building thing, I guess, within your school, and, and you can find it outside, you're going to keep going outside. And if you feel like you're being embarrassed because you can't read. You know, the hardest thing back in school, back in the day, when I, and I used to laugh at people and I wasn't, and I shouldn't have. When they'd be like, we're going to read a paragraph. Oh, that's the worst. And, ca and cats would be like, paragraph? <laughs> think of shit, they got to read. And, and it'd be like, everybody going to read a paragraph. And I used to know motherfuckers that would count. One, two, three. I did four, that. Seven motherfuckers. I, I was that guy. Like, oh, that's and the I got, longest paragraph I got, I got on the page. Practice my shit. I was the guy. <laughs> I got to practice my shit. <laughs> I was practicing. And so, like, and, and again, I was that, guy. that bullying and that shit back then, that that right then when the motherfucker would, would stutter on their paragraph, you like, he can't even read and so I was that guy. then you were nervous because yeah. you were trying to impress the females yeah. but 
that fight right there is <laughs> if if you can't understand where your where your uh, deficiencies are as far say again it could be dyslexia yeah it can, and that's and that's something that people don't diagnose until the damn near 20. they'd be like man all okay, this yeah. all yeah. this time I yeah. couldn't read because it's not me. It's my brain my mind, is, my mind is, is, shum- is jumbling these words yeah. up. <laughs> yep. But you blame it on fuck. I know this word because I've seen this one before, but it's like, yep. man, right. well, why am I having these sh- shortcomings? Exactly. And having ADD as well, um, you probably understand reading. I, I, I always had a hard time reading it out loud because right. in my mind, I'd be several words ahead <laughs> of the word I was reading right. out loud. Right. And so I would say the word I was reading out loud yeah. the wrong way because in my mind, I'm like four or five words ahead. Yeah, right. Mix right? them all together. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, so, I said Island. That part I said Island and they're like Island, you know, and then what would mess you it's up like in Island class. It's like Island is. Right. You're like, what oh. would mess you up in class is I'm counting. Well, man, yep. okay, I'm after line. Okay, so I'm eight. That's my paragraph. And then the teacher will sometimes skip. Oh, that fuck up the whole day. Because sometimes a paragraph be that one sentence, yeah. and they be like, "Uh, Jessica, just go ahead and read both of them." Yeah, you're like, Shit, you don't fucked up my count. Hold right. on, so I'm sick. I got this. Right. So that right there. Yeah. But one thing I do want you to understand is, we may look at these guys who skips class and join gangs and stuff, and thought of them as not being as smart or intelligent. Some of them are some of the smartest people. You oh can yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. again, I can't even you imagine. had to learn math because come come short with whatever you had, right. and yeah. you you wasn't able to count up what you needed. Right. So sometimes it's like we had to understand the different learning styles. Yeah. Some teachers don't learn in a way where we can learn, and it's right. like, do teachers critique their learning style based on their classroom, or do they make the classroom conform to the learning style that they have? Right. That's a problem, yeah. and it's like, and it's like, it's not something that is is thought about. I need to touch my stuff sometimes. I need to have a paper in my hand yeah. so I can take it home. Yeah. Some people need to construct something. Yep. Some people I'm need to learn by hit, doing hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it's like until we understand those different learning styles and can say that this is why your shortcomings are, then it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Some people don't test well. They can <laughs> study and have everything prepared, get to the test, get sweating yeah. because it's like, oh, I got to take a test. But you know the stuff. Mm-hmm. All you got to do sometimes is find out. You don't want to be the dumb kid or, or, or perceived as the dumb kid because you may have to take your stuff out of out of drawer. You got to say it out loud. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself, what are we what are we doing when we are acknowledging the fact they do have shortcomings? Are we acknowledging them in a positive way? Like Derek talked about his son. In a he talked way. about, hey, you're not in trouble. Just if you don't do, or a negative way, like, what the fuck you doing? Yeah, send him Come to on, man, you do that shit. Treat it like a punishment. Come on. Um, you know, I actually read this uh, book that came out years ago called Through the Cracks. And it was a really cool book in the style of a children's book. And it was, it was talking about all the different types of learning styles mm-hmm. uh, and how so many different kids learn in different ways. So like Montessori schools are really right. good for that because mm-hmm. you can learn the way you need to learn. Right. right? Um, and how it's, it's basically like kind of lays out the different types of learning styles and how important it is to acknowledge all of them. So kids don't fall through the cracks. Right. right? And that's definitely, I think a very important layer to some of those, some of those issues. Right. And, and it, that goes along the lines with ignoring mental health issues. Right. It's also ignoring lear- learning styles right. because right. that is also a mental, mental health yeah. uh, aspect too. It's in that same realm. Right. Um, right. So I know if I had been in more of a Montessori school type setting, I would oh, have yeah. done a lot better in high school, middle school, um, because I would have been able to learn the, the way that was 
useful for me. Right. You know, right. and so late in adulthood, not late, early in adulthood, I'm only 35, I'm not late right. in adulthood yet, but. Um, I'm late, I'm 44. <laughs> Shut up. You got, you're, you're like halfway through, I'm like, man. I'm done. <laughs> right. Um, but, right. but yeah, like, you know, in my mid-20s, I'm learning lifestyle, learning how to put lifestyle changes in my routine so I can function better. Right. right? So I, I, for a little while, took Adderall. Right. And Adderall helped my mind. It settled my mind. Mm -hmm. But the physical effects of Adderall were so negative that right. I, I didn't want to keep taking it. Right. So instead, I started implementing lifestyle changes, right? right? Routine things that would help right. me remember, you know, making sure I had a bowl by the door with my keys, my wallet, my, oh, you know, whatever. So right. when I came home, I'd put it there. And that's where it was all the time, yeah, right? Yeah. So that way I'm not scrambling around looking for my stuff and right. being late for work because right, I can't yeah. find my keys, right, right, you know? Right. <laughs> and that's so, like, that's, like, that's right. like Pavlov's theory. Right, right. I mean, in a sense, right, we, right. we have to train ourselves. Like I said, remember that bowl is for all my stuff. Take my stuff out of my pocket. Because what happened was, how many times you, did you leave something? You're like, damn. So then you created the bowl. <laughs> now the bowl is yep. there to put my stuff because I didn't left my phone. I left my wallet. I left this. I <laughs> yep. closed the door. Left my keys. So you, you, you thought I'm gonna put this bowl here. I'm gonna drop all my stuff in here. So now this that bowl represents my stuff. Right. I need to grab all this stuff right. out of this bowl before I go. So <laughs> yep. um, one thing about we, we you touched the topic until until the educational system. I know this is kind of off topic. Until we figure out how to how to educate kids based on the kids that are in class, not on the test. Yep. Then we can actually understand what's going on because if you yep. have a set system based on, I have to teach you this stuff based on this test, you're not picking up on stuff because you're so thinking, oh, they're just slow. They'll figure it out. They got to pick it up. You got to catch up. No, I don't know this shit because you're not taking time to figure out who I am, not based on this test. So right. Mental health, like I said, with our community needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be understood. But it, it, it's, it's something that's coming to fruition or, or to the forefront now. In, in the sports world, um, I'll bring up an issue. Royce West got drafted by the uh, Houston Rockets. He brought up his mental issue, mental health issue we're dealing with. I can't get on planes. Right. You know, they deemed him as, oh, well, we, we, we can't. We're not dealing with that. We're not dealing with that. Right. Whatever. He's crazy. He's not going to do it. We're not going to do Man. this. Right. So it only came out when Kevin Love said he was going through some mental issues. Right. Now the NBA wants to bring up mental awareness. But this young it's man, his conversation now. It's now that it's on the surface. Man was, was, a lot of was, people came out Right. A lot of um, DeMar DeRozan talked about a few things that they was talking yeah. about. So yeah. I, I, cried. About I cried when I, when I listened to that because I know I deal with a lot of that stuff. And I, I never talked about it. I, you know, I was, uh, we talked about that on the sports podcast and when I was ineligible here at 17 and 0. I wasn't going to, I wasn't doing anything in classes because I was, these guys were so far advanced than me yeah yeah i was a senior but i was more like sixth grade got it right but you mean, you mean in your just vocab everything yeah writing commas everything yeah because it was neglect i was pushed through the school system right and yeah. then at home you talk about the black community they didn't give up excuse me i mean but i guess no it's fine you're good they didn't give a fuck because they're trying to make money and they're trying to earn a living and they're trying to do what they do so but when I go play sports with my guys, I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers on the field or on the court. Yeah. And so how could I at that time say, man, shit, I don't know how to do this paragraph or read all the way or do all that stuff. I'm afraid of being laughed at, right? And, he, and I'm giving it to you. One thing about, like I said, having trust 
this is my brother, so I'm giving it to you authentic. I don't have to talk about this. That's right? But people have never heard me talk about things like this. Um, and so that contributes as well. And I was laughing at you with the bowl. I'm still looking through <laughs> jeans and pockets and shit every morning. <laughs> Trying to you find know, your shit. That ADD, yeah. you know, is real. And he says about, <laughs> about teachers diagnosing parents and people that love you need to figure out, like your mom, you yeah. need to figure out, hey, no, this is just my boy. We need to be You're involved. not special yeah. or nothing. This is just you. Yeah. And you know what? You have what they call AD. Basically, is you're just hyper. You're hyper. <laughs> you have anxiety. It's a, basically, it's a form of anxiety. Yeah. You know? And, and then you would have been like, okay, so hey, son, when I tell you to do something, I might need to tell you five times or put a sticky note there yeah. so you get it, right? Yeah. And then you would have started being like, okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Exactly. Kind of. It affects everything you do, relationships, everything like that. But and black and white. Before you go, black yeah. and white. This is what bridges the gap. You sitting down with two brothers, right? Real brothers <laughs> from the inner city, <laughs> government cheese, and all that, right? right? It's and just something I didn't know until just now. Yeah, but so. but but that understand <laughs> that we're dealing with the same shit, society. Yep pins us against each other and they don't want us to figure out hey bro i'm the same We're so fucking similar way. yeah seriously right because if we do we'll start doing more shit like this and we'll start banding together and then it's like well shit we can't trick those guys anymore oh yeah man you see what i'm saying that's, it's yeah, deeper exactly. than what we talk about exactly and that's what it's all about is creating community, man. I talk about that all the time is like, is that the whole point in what we're doing with Into the Dark Blue is, is creating community, right? And so that's, that's really, it's so awesome to hear you say that, you know? Um, creating the platform to communicate. Yep. You don't exactly. know us because there's no platform for you right. to get to know There's us. There's no reason for me to know you other right. than <laughs> You're black, I'm white. You know what? We don't fuck with each other. No, I'm just saying, really, I'm talking about for the, for the vast Statistically, majority, you're right, yeah. Statistically, uh, that's very true. Yeah, and then what happens with a white girl or a black dude getting off top is that when you have a conversation with Lonnie, and she's like, oh, my gosh, Lonnie's really, yeah, I'm a human just like you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, I, if you prick my finger, I'm going to bleed just like you. Yep. So if you have mental health issue, so the fuck do I. Right, yeah, exactly. But where's the platform to communicate? And that's what you're bringing to people. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, so I picked up this uh, crab apple cider uh, that Ashley, the bartender here at Beverage Place, highly recommended. She did. She did. So uh, it's, a, it's an 11%, so one of those ones that'll just really get you. So I got myself a small one because I'm all about moderation, and this is phenomenal. It's so good. So, 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 so tell me something. You guys, you want to try Being it? Being transparent. I got to get, I'm a gerbophobe, so I got to get all the yeah, way get the here. other side of the glass. That's cool. There you go. Give it a try, Lonnie. Oh, it tastes like wine a little bit. It doesn't have, you know, you're not going to take, oh, that is, that is every bit of 11. Hey, it's that's a nice a dry big, cider. That's that creeper that's going to have you <laughs> fucked up. And that's not even a creeper. That is me being an IPA guy. That is every bit of 11.0. But I have to ask you something. Were you afraid of the 15? There's a 15 in oh, there. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I was hey, really more afraid of, a, of the price than the you know, Okay, the see, that's being honest. <laughs> He's being honest, and I love that. I like that. Because it's probably 20 bucks for the for the deal, right? 
I, I don't know, dude. I'm I all I know. How is much I, was that? If you don't mind. All I know is I'm running my own business, and I got to be careful. Right. No, no. What I'm saying. <laughs> did you see the Did you see the price on the the the, the fifteen? Yeah. I, I didn't see the price. On Probably the 15. twenty. This 20 is bucks. this for the full pour is seven fifty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably. Still, give me the fucking half pour. I want the three twenty five. That's what this is right here. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that is. Because that's really all you need. Oh yeah. Well, Chris Tucker said, "How much can I get for a sip?" You you get if you get a full glass of that. See me, I will be back to get that. See date. Yeah. That and that, all that. That's just how, and I'll, I'll have a yeah. I, I could drink that, man. I mean, yeah, I hate yeah. to say it's a. I didn't know it was eleven or ten, whatever yeah. it is. But that's not. That's not bad. Yeah, that's because true. if you bring a date and drink one glass of that, she don't that's need it. no other shit. Right. That's it. That's seven bucks of man. I'm fucked up. <laughs> seven bucks. <laughs> or all that or, Shirley Temple and sugar <laughs> bullshit. Or yeah, right. A fifteen dollar cocktail. So right, you know, eh, let's go for it. Let's I'll go be back. So, oh, yeah. What's this place called? Beverage Place Beverage Pub. Beverage Place Pub. Yeah, I So love what this part pub. of Texas are you from, if you don't mind me asking? I grew up in San Antonio. Ah. Yeah, so I was there for nice. about 18 years. Nice. Um. So, yeah, I, I love San Antonio because it's a very diverse city. You know his you know? cousin. So you know my cousin's jerseys hanging up in the Raptors with the Spurs. No doubt. Sean Elliott. Are you are you fucking um, kidding me? That's cool, man. I'm Derek Elliott. Yeah, that's cool. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah I see. Yeah. I see that. Sean Elliott. That was that was my time, man. Like you know, I grew. I was I was in San Antonio in the '90s, and it was like David go. Robinson and Avery yeah. Johnson there you and the little Dennis general. Robin. Yeah, you know, Timmy, Timmy. Uh, yeah. That was a that was a killer team, man. Yeah. It was a killer team, and yeah. uh, what Rod I loved, Dennis. what I loved mm. about that team was that they were so cohesive oh, yeah. on the court and. And off, not and to be off. cheesy, but yeah, no, like they, the they you know, they legitimately like they were dubbed as like the kindest, the nice guys. Team. Yeah, the, which the they nice weren't. Guys. They were they were gritty, <laughs> right. competitive. Well, I mean, Dennis Rodman was on the team at the yeah, time. So one, on. one person, though. <laughs> but even but even Sean and even but even Sean even Avery, Avery he knows Avery was coaching in Dallas. Avery, all those guys were just as competitive as those other guys. They just didn't go do dumb shit off the floor. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. And that's what I actually wanted to ask, you know, I was wondering about um, the, the whole thing of like, we were, we were just talking about off, off, uh, off recording. We were talking oh. about how the education system puts sports over education oh, yeah, and how, you know, uh, Derek was talking about how he grew up in high school being told just show up to class and uh, yeah, and we'll get just you show up because both, but just don't interrupt the class. Yeah. So I can literally sit there and just flirt with girls. Like I'm not even, man, I, there's a time where I brought stereo equipment into the, the French class and was playing with that. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and you just don't really realize how ridiculous it fucking look like here. I am the stud of the basketball team fucking looking at recording equipment in there and nobody gave a fuck but the radio is <laughs> yeah nobody like dude imagine that like i went to high school and was like what girl am i gonna fuck today? yeah <laughs> like he yeah. like i'm being like no one's got this as not not what test am i gonna pass no today? Fuck that. <laughs> i didn't do <laughs> listen, where am i about to sneak off to today i guarantee right. you and it's not i'm not glorifying it that's why i chose coaching over going overseas i did not turn in any fucking homework junior or senior year not one submittance like think about that yeah and, and, and why because because you were good at basketball i was good at basketball and the only time i got caught is when the principal got there my senior year i was like what the, literally what the fuck have you been doing <laughs> and I, nothing 
Wow. If you right. really, if I really want to, I've been running a freaking portal. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. And, but, and that's the thing, like we, we now are seeing so many effects of that. And like you're saying, right. people doing stupid shit off the field, off the court. Right. Because the, the education that they should have received right. isn't there because they were good at the sport. Let me just say this. Let me say this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We feel like we give motherfuckers some millions of dollars and all of a sudden he has to be a citizen and understand what the fuck is going on. Right. He is still from the central or, or he's still from the inner cities, wherever he came from. He might not be, but most of them are. Yeah. These people are being thrust with millions of dollars right, right away. Right. Yep. You're going to go fucking crazy. With right. No training, no. Nothing. No, with no deficiencies. Because you used yeah. to be calling people yeah. sir to now they're calling you sir. But, but think about this. You <laughs> went from government cheap to see, this is what we don't get or suck. You went from eating government cheese to being a millionaire, but the upper echelon, they yeah. understand that. They're like, okay, well, we'll give this guy four years. He'll be in the court. They get the money back. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're entertaining them, but they're getting the money back. And then what do you do? You don't want to go give your money to the brothers because you deem them as it's racism in our own community. You deem them as they're going to steal from you. So you go give it to the white guy who's stealing from you. That two and three and 4% has always put a lot of Caucasians through college. We you, There's so many layers to this shit right. that, like, we could talk all night. Yeah, seriously. You know, like, it, it, it. so the teachers are humans, too. Yep. Our races are human. Remember I told you about Absolutely, that? Absolutely, yeah. They are afraid, like at Utah Valley State College, I, re, I forget the teacher. Same shit applied there. He said, Derek, you're failing my class, verbatim. He said, but I don't want to be the guy that – stops you from going to college and my name's in the paper, paper saying, Dean, blah, 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 stop Derek from going to college. I'm like, I left the class, I'm like, damn. <laughs> Knowing that I need that education. Right. Yeah. But again, at the time, you didn't need that education. You Give a fuck. Right. But it feels good, I'm sure. I can't, I mean, even it for me, like, it feels good to be given something. Felt like I won the lottery. Mm, yeah. Because I was still getting by. Right. right. I've only been stopped one time in high school and it, and it haunts me. That's yeah. yeah. And that's, that's I mean, and when you grow up in a when you grow up in a community where you have to fight for everything oh, to be given brother. something, anything to be you given won. that, it, I won. can't imagine how good that feels, you, you know, because even for me, when I get a free coffee at Starbucks, because somebody made the wrong shit, it feels good. Shit. I love it. <laughs> anything for free because, well, you're set up, you're set up, we're, we're set up and it is, it's a system thing, white or black. This is why we're different. They tell your parents and everybody raise your kids the same fucking way, white or black. Preaching in high school, you thought this world was a piece of cake, didn't you? You're like, man, I'm gonna fucking kill this, this thing. Yeah. This shit. And yeah. then you get out there and people start giving you those handouts and things. You're like, holy fuck. Yep. I right. Do this. Right. I gotta work. I gotta go do it. So now you, when somebody gives you something free, you're like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> finally some recognition right. Right. <laughs> finally these motherfuckers understand yeah we're all mentally fucked up right and, and we, we shouldn't be but we are yeah, yeah. But, but 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 i ask you this why the fuck shouldn't we we shouldn't be because again we have so many outlets where we can figure out what's wrong but we're afraid to ask the question because again you might have to do something extra right. yeah you know are you wanting because right. again one thing we don't i mean i guess we realize it but at, at an early age, we got to realize the brain is a fucking muscle. Right. It's just, it, it needs to be trained the right. same way, right. the same way as these high class, high right. level athletes. Right. You got to train your brain the same right. way. But 
We don't ask those questions. But nobody taught you to. That's what no. I'm trying to tell you. Yep. Your parents and everybody else didn't teach you to say, hey, man, I'm fucked up. No. Right? Yeah. So I what? Know, and us three, I tell people all the damn time in my transportation business, open up, communicate, talk. That's all relationships are. Yep. Yeah, we should be fucked up because all we're doing is jumping into the same vicious cycle that our parents dealt with and everybody and we're we're contributing right. to it yeah. so mental health is not going to get fixed until we say hey right it's okay we're all fucked up yeah well i mean the thing is we're coming out of a we're coming out of a, a time period out of a century where our grandparents fought for you know for money they fought to they fought for survival essentially right. and that was it so when our parents our parents growing up were taught you work you provide for your family and that's your cycle you go to work you come home you eat you sleep you work 80 percent of society right. exactly and so and we're still we're still kind of in that place where people are they have that mindset of, of pro providing of right. of survival, right. survival. Um, where it's obviously still a thing survival survival is essentially why we exist right, right? um what's the slogan survival of the fittest right, right. not right. survival of all or not survival of weak <laughs> you gotta be on top of yeah. your game yeah so i mean we, we talk about it but it's like if you show any signs of having any kind of deficiencies physically mentally you're thrown you're thrown to the back yeah yeah, yeah. it's not we don't ask the question get the fuck out of here take your ass out there in the rain through the port to the portables you know and it's like we isolate you to an area yeah the conversation is being driven right now and it has to come to the forefront. We got to ask the question, but we got to ask early enough to ask, to try to figure out how we can help the person, not wait till their 30s and say, well, fuck, you fucked off 30 years of your life. Let's try to figure <laughs> right. it out now. Right. Yep. Let's deal with it when you're eight, when you can kind of figure out how right. you can get through it. Yeah. Let's deal with it when you're early enough because we can do, we have every test for, for people when they have physical, uh, okay, for, you wanna play a sport? You gotta take a, uh, you gotta take yeah. a physical. But when are we gonna take a mental physical? Until you show signs of fucking up, they don't want to invest the money because it could be something that maybe it's a waste of money. Maybe they don't need it. We're just, they need it. Right. But, but you have to understand something like I'm listening to you and you, you, you stuck the landing, Mary Lou Retton in our era. We know what that means, right? <laughs> yeah. But the reason why it's not, I'm on a broader fucking scale. The reason why they don't invest the money because you're not doing shit. We're not doing shit on this earth that affects the big dogs. The masses. Yeah. The masses. Until you start fucking with them, that's when you get mental evals. Like, hold the fuck up. How fucked up did we, is this guy damaged? They know what the fuck they're doing. They know what's in the food. They know what all this stuff is. Okay, but we need this guy now, right? He's yeah. generating. Jordan, right. those guys are generating. That's why those guys, guys are these are these are, so we're getting into some things that are like whole other episodes. We're yeah. talking about, you yeah, know, the things that are in our food, uh, yeah. the marketing, the things like yeah, that. That's yeah. a completely different but thing, even, but it's all contributing factors yeah, to our mental to health. Mental health. That, that, that's why I'm saying you can't touch on, you can't exclude anything because what we need to do is we need to say, you know what, all, everybody out there, we need to go into the white and black communities and to the high schools and have these platforms and talk about what is next so we can save generations of getting out here that I got boys that are driving a bus. 
they thought they was going to be millionaires like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, right. we need to go. Wait, wait, like you are or like you thought you were going to be? No, there's how many people <laughs> thought that they were just going to be like, man, yeah, I got yeah, the right, number right, 48. Right. Yeah, no, I'm right. That's my route. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, grew, grew up like, that's going to that's gonna be me. Right, gonna, but I'm parents knew that shit yeah. because they saw their classmates. Oh, that's Billy over there sweeping at, you know, Joe's crab shack. You know, right? Yeah, they didn't tell us like if you you know this is what that you know. But anyway, it's better to invest that money in your kids to do a mental evaluation, even if you don't think anything's wrong. You just want to have a better understanding of what's really going on mentally with your kids. Don't let isolation fool you and say, "Oh, he's fine. He doesn't. He doesn't get into trouble because trouble's on the computer too." So people need those those breaks where you can take a mental break. My mental break is watching old TV shows. I watched MASH, Go- oh, sorry, Golden Girls. I watch all sorts of bullshit. Yeah. It's like a mental break from what was going on. the same way, I love, I love sitcoms from the 90s. Right. I love you, 90s it, sitcoms. It, take, it takes you back <laughs> to, a, to a better place. To a happy and so, place. And so when a we, much calmer place. Simple right, and Until easy, we figure yeah, out those right. simple places in our lives, then we're always going to be running this rat race as far as can I get ahead. Because yep. no one is going to let you get ahead. You have to take it from people. And that's a mental, yep. that's a mental health so, so, situation. So listen to this. What you said was this, and I won't hit the table. I learned. So what, <laughs> I, what you said this is, Lonnie Franklin, is that you watch these old shows because that takes you back to a happy place. Right. That's escapism. called a backstop. It's called escapism. He puts, he puts but it's a backstop, too. Yep. It's a yeah, backstop, yeah, 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 right? totally. it's a, You yeah. put a backstop in place to stop you from he puts a bowl with his keys. That's a backstop to stop him <laughs> from fucking losing his shit, right? Yep. And, and, and so, but, but you guys don't understand <laughs> that we are all <laughs> mentally fucked up in some form. Like if we all three did a mentally eval, it would be all different, but we would have some mental trauma there. Yeah. If we just would. Right. There's not a 40-year-old or a 35-year-old in this world, probably 2% that have, they'll be like, oh, well, they don't have any me- mental issues. They're fine. Right. There's no way that you can. You see what I'm saying? And so our job is to self-evaluate early and often. Parents, study your kids. Did he get sexually abused? Did he he get physically abused? How many kids are mentally... Mo- emotionally abused and don't even know it. Right. Like you said. That's, absolutely. Like, and that's, like that's me, what was going on in my, my past relationship. Was, I, I didn't yeah. want to bring that no, up. That's but totally yeah. fine. Yeah, that's but totally in fine. your past uh, relationship, you were you were mentally abused. But as yeah. a child, you don't know you're mentally abused until you get older and you're like, right. holy shit, I was getting mind fucked as a little kid yep. by a crazy ass mom that was mind fucked in her life. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So we are cyclical. Wa- right. Sure. You don't have time. Your job doesn't have time to say, hey, man, Lonnie Franklin, Derek L.A., are you mentally fucked up? They're mentally fucked up. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the crazy thing is, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, is that when we are honest about those things with the people around us, it's amazing how well-received it can be because they're fucked up too. Yeah, because you know? they know. He they knows know. I'm fucking nuts. Right. And I know he's fucking nuts, but we've never <laughs> had that. Like he told you, he said, man, I'm a dickhead. Yeah. I'm a dickhead. It's just that when two dickheads get around each other, I let him be more of a dickhead in certain second <laughs> settings, and then he'll let me be a dickhead. Right. But yeah. what we're really saying is, we're fucked up. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I have to commend you guys. Uh, this is yeah, appreciate you. This is uh, the the most the word dickhead has been said on the episode, on the podcast so far. So. Uh, <laughs> you guys have it's broken, a, it's a, broken it's a, barriers here. It's a way of saying we're mentally 
not there all the way. Okay, so we say society deems us to say we're dickheads. Right. No. Yeah. Well, you know, and I mean, we all have our moments where we're just assholes. You all know, we get we get pent up, we get frustrated, yeah. we get whatever it is, and you know, and then, and then that's exactly it is is learning where those boundaries are. Right. You know, knowing ourselves well enough to know when we need to have a conversation with somebody and say, look, this is where I'm at right now. And more recently in my life, I've learned that for myself and the people around me, if I can step up and be like, look, you did this and it made me feel this way. Right. Thank you. That's it right there. That has changed my life significantly. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. So look at that person in the face and say, look, you were an asshole. So this is why I was an asshole. Right. Right. Like, and that's, and it's right. okay. It's okay to have it's those okay. conversations. Because, and yeah, one you, of my you really can do something about it at that point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and one of my more recent friends I've you know met, uh, we um, had a conversation like that. Mm-hmm. You know, where we had an interaction where it was just like one of us was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Okay, look, I'm not I'm not okay with this." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Okay, cool. I get you. Acknowledging it. I hear you." Mm-hmm. I know your boundaries now, mm-hmm. you know, and we can, we can understand each other in that way. And it's like, it, it leads to more positive conversation. It yeah. leads to better understanding of each other so we can progress as friends and actually mm-hmm. make an impact right. outside right. of, you know, our friendship and outside of all of those things, because we don't have those barriers. Right. We don't have those walls that are keeping us from being honest with each other. Yeah. So therefore we can go out and, be more effective right, well, because people are people are people are so afraid of opening doors and opening up to their vulnerability vulnerability level right yeah so you're capable of having friendships and interactions with people that are so fake and phony until you grow you've went through things in your life that have force you to grow and strip away the plastic off of the the game right you strip the plastic off so now you can play and you can say you know what hey man you hurt my feelings yep this is how i felt about that you know what that does for that person they can either say fuck you or they can say man i didn't know and then they can deal with it and that's why i'm single until i can find someone that is ready to communicate like that and every fucking thing being on the table. Yeah. Like, dude, yep. that toilet paper being over there is weird to me. <laughs> Why but, is it on the counter right, and not on the wall? It roll? just fucking freaks me out, D. <laughs> and I want you to know that I'm a better girl in this relationship if you move that shit right. underneath that. Yep. Babe, I'm going to move this shit over there right now. Yep. Have you those know? conversations. It's That's okay. Real. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like the overarching... Um, concept of our conversation is have the conversation conversation. guys so no matter who's in your life communicate with them let them know where you're at what you're feeling doesn't matter what their race their gender whatever it is you need to have those conversations you need to tell people how you're feeling where you're at Um, otherwise progress is not possible not possible you gotta you gotta know you don't want to be that person that says i wish i would have known you gotta know I mean, all the conversations that we have with our friends, if we're not having meaningful ones, what are we really talking about? Right. Talking about fucking sitcoms and this new TV (laughs) shit that's on TV now, this reality shit. Surface things that don't matter. That don't matter to us. What really matters? But we always ask the question, how you doing? Do we really, 
listen to what the person's are saying and is a person really honest with you about how they're feeling. Exactly. Yeah. I'm yep. fucked up, bro. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm having a really hard week. That's our relationship. Yeah. I can call you out. Derek and say, yeah, man, look. Yeah. I'm going through this, man. Yeah. Well, get it out. What's going on? What you going through? Yeah. Man, I'm going, man, my girl's this, man, my life is this. I'm not having this. Yeah, yeah man. If we don't have the conversations, we're really fooling ourselves with the friendships that we have. Yeah. Understand your friendship, where the levels are. Yeah. My level with Derek Elliott is I've known him for 35, 35 plus years. I, I know I can ask him and tell him everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just what it is. And we got to find people like yourself to start the conversations in all the communities, not black, not white. The, the Latino community, the Filipino community, because oh, everybody needs to understand that mental health is something that we have to acknowledge. We don't want to wait until it's a problem to <laughs> right. acknowledge it. Absolutely. Well, if, you don't, early if, enough. if you don't, if you don't address it, you'll have killers. You'll have, because see, if you're left alone for long enough, like you said, little Johnny in the background, well, little Johnny's 30 now. Little yep. Johnny's drinking. Little Johnny can get drugs. Right. And what that does is that chemically alters your brain. And if you stay on it and in that place long enough, you don't start to see the lines the same way as yeah. we do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You drink three of those 11.0, I guarantee you, you will not see today <laughs> yep. the way. That's why drink. That's why I get the half pour right. and end it there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. and, and guys, that's another thing, too, is just making sure you know your own boundaries. Yes. Always know your limits your okay. backstops in place yeah. absolutely yeah put that bowl by the door so right. you don't lose your shit yeah there you go that's <laughs> it but that's a, that's a great slogan put like like and i'll say this and i'll shut up because we're closing <laughs> i block people on my phone i block people on facebook that are, are that aren't healthy for me yeah you have to do those things because if you don't mentally, you lose your shit. And we're talking about yep. mental health. Right. Yeah. Why do you keep going back over there? Right. I don't care if that's your auntie or your uncle or your brother or your sister. They're fucking you up yep. mentally. So you have to put all those things in place so that you can live. Right, exactly. I'll wrap it up with, again, mental health is something that we need to talk about. We need to address. Uh, with my work, I'm trying to address it. Don't go into schools, talking to, to young kids about what they're doing for self-help. How are you getting? How are you getting away from taking, away from life? You can't. You can't say it's video games if your video games are violent. You're not getting away from the violence in your life because now you're just doing this, saying this animation. But we got to figure out a way to address the question, uh, make sure we're actually listening to what the answers are that these kids are giving us, and, and, and can't pacify them and say, "Oh, you're just young. You'll get over it." Because the young people that are still trying to get over it are grown-ups that are still dealing with it. Well, they don't. Dude, and also, uh, they don't know. Yes, so good. They don't know, and I'll say this, and I swear I won't say anything else. They don't know <laughs> that kid a lot of times that's playing those video games that are dark. They don't know why. So I would deem them to write down, why am I playing these video games? Why do I like these things? What is it? So then you take that piece of paper, and it can be, you know what I mean? You could do it, do it uh, to where... Um, uh, I can't figure the word, but where, you know, anonymous, excuse me, it can be anonymous on, ask yourself those questions. A lot of times there's, we touched on it. There's no outlets. No one's communicating with right. you. Mom didn't yep. tell you this. So I'm playing these, I dress in black. I play these kill Q games and I get satisfaction out of that. Why? Yep. Tell these kids to ask themselves, why am I doing these things? Absolutely. And then take it to somebody that is an adult and seek, the answers right yep and that's exactly it guys so uh, just just to wrap up two main things here take some time to know yourself yes. get to know yourself figure out where you're at figure out what your limits are um 
it's, it's okay to take that time, separate yourself from the world that you know, and try to figure things out. Um, don't just let it fester. Um, and two, have the conversation. Have the conversations uh, with people in your lives. Find out how much you relate because you never know. Like people that you might not assume that you relate very closely to, you very well story. will. Right? right? Me and him was taking so, the same Ritalin. Yeah. Same light blue pills. That's, seriously. We was no taught good. that we were just hyper kids, <laughs> black and white. At any rate, uh, I want to thank you guys so much for having this conversation with me, Lonnie, Derek, and I feel like that phone call is uh, a good son. place to end. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's his son. So hey, we appreciate you. Yeah. Yep. So uh, um, that said, if you guys need any help, you can always contact. There are so many health line helplines, um, and uh, Derek has his son on the phone over here. Super yeah. cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> Say hi. Dylan, hi. Say hi. Being shy, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's being shy. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so you guys take, take some time um, and look at uh, Mental Health America. You can go to their website. Uh, it's a really great resource for you guys to have us. Uh, like, uh, if, you, if you have any issues, if you issues, you need to talk to somebody on a suicide hotline. Also, Crisis Connections. Um, Crisis Connections does take international calls. So if you guys are anywhere in the country, you can talk to Crisis Connections. Uh, what's, do you know the phone number? I don't. Offhand? I okay. Don't, that's I don't okay. That's okay. Number. I should, and that's a good thing. I'm glad you put that out there. I'll post know. it. I'll post it in the uh, the uh, description for the episode, so you guys have the phone number there. Um, but there are so many options for you guys to have somebody to talk to that's free, uh, and to figure things out. Take advantage of that. Um, lastly, I want to talk about Sheath Underwear because uh, that's that's our, our sponsor. Um, these guys are awesome. Underwear? Sheath Underwear. Sheath, Sheath Underwear. Yeah. What so, makes him so amazing? All right. So. This might be a great thing for the basketball world because mm -hmm. um, they so they have a du dual pouch technology, mm -hmm. right? So they have a pouch for the balls and a pouch for the cock, mm -hmm. right? And so um, you have separate space for everything. Well, Sorry, I don't okay. need that. No, you're fine. He doesn't know that. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so uh, dual pouch technology, so it separates Sheep. everything. Yeah. And there's no... Everybody's comfortable. Right. There's right. no rubbing or chafing. So when you're like running and doing a bunch of movement, it's a really great thing to have. Um, so and if you guys are interested, let me know. Uh, we've got some discount codes you can use. Okay. Uh, you can actually get 25% off your order with... Promo code Dark Blue, all caps. Dark, dark blue, blue, all dark caps, blue, baby. Yeah. Sheath underwear. Yep. So it's living life <laughs> with all your stuff in one <laughs> compartment. One couch. Right. One compartment. Exactly. Put it where it needs to be, like your mental health. Come on, man. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, uh, you guys check that out. And uh, otherwise, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate yeah. you. Cheers.